Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. Yo, John's back on the podcast. How you doing, well, man? Good, good. I heard you a little hungover today, man. A little bit. Uh, so for the Shieler Select, I'm drinking some Darjeeling tea. <laughs> well, I'm drinking Liquid Death Mountain Water. So nice. Yeah. So yeah. what? So what'd you do last night? Just drink a little too much whiskey. So what? Happened? Yeah, just uh, played some Smash with a buddy of mine and uh, Mario Kart and some other stuff on the Switch. And we just uh, had a whiskey, and then a whiskey, and then more whiskey, and <laughs> just, we continued drinking whiskey until, uh, well, this morning. Just kept it flowing, huh? Yeah, it was good. Um, well, speaking of which, do you remember, this is kind of what I wanted to talk about, just talking about drinking, because we had a few drinks last night, too, went over to a friend's house and had a little dinner and everything. But anyway, do um, you remember the first time you, you truly got hammered? I do. Um, so the first time I got schlock knockered, uh, college Radford and I had never experienced vodka. So I was with a buddy of mine, uh, Justin Powell and uh, another fellow Russ who were, we were drinking. You mean in college? The first time you actually, college. okay. Well, I mean, my first beer was actually with, uh, my roommate Roger in a frat house basement. Shout out Roger. Yeah. Roger Roger. <laughs> Uh, but no, I didn't. I didn't get drunk. I tasted. It, I was like, Jesus, this this is what people do, huh? And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the the first time I got slam hammered was uh, definitely. So there's the three of us, and we picked up a one seven five uh, vodka, and it was God. I think it was either aristocrat or something cheaper, 
I mean, it was godless. And again, I, I never knew what like the effects were or how to maintain it. So I had Gatorade, an empty stomach and a Dixie cup. So I take the bottle and I fill up the Dixie cup all the way to the top. And I was like, okay. So I drink it over the course of like four to five minutes. Right. And uh, I get me another one. I was like, oh, that's not too bad. And they're like, dude, you need to slow down. I was like, why? I don't even feel anything yet. They're like, it, it takes a minute. <laughs> and, uh, so I remember like, uh, I was like, all right. And I stood up and I remember uh, I was walking down to uh, the end of the hallway and I, uh, I saw a girl there. It's funny enough. It's uh, the girl I'm dating now. And uh, she was like, how you doing? And I was like, yeah, I'm all right. I was like, I just, uh, just had a little bit to drink and just relaxing. And, uh, you know, I was trying to be smooth, I guess. Smooth uh, daddy. She told me later, she's like, I actually watched you get drunk in front of me. Like, <laughs> I saw you get messed up. Like, and I, I ended up, like, barely making it downstairs to get some snacks and came back up. And I was like, I don't feel right. I ended up, like, just vomiting all night. And it was uh, incredible because I had uh, – Couple, couple of my friends came down. One, uh, one was the roommate of the uh, one of the guys that was drinking, and her. Uh, so wait, it was my buddy's girlfriend and her roommate came down, and the one roommate helped me uh, not get everything everywhere, and I was just tore up from the floor up, and I was like, I'll never, ever, ever drink again. This is the worst <laughs> I've ever felt in my entire life, and. Uh, I was like, just let me let me make it through this night, and I'll be good. I ended up going to class the next morning at 8 a.m., and I didn't realize I'd vomited on my pants. And oh. Nobody had told me. Oh. And I sat in the front row, and it was, uh, yeah, it, it was a good time. I came back. I was like, God, what's that smell? And Raj is like, that's you, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. So, so you had never drank before before going to college? No. no. Just never wanted to or never – yeah, never, never really wanted to. It wasn't my, my scene. Like, uh, growing up, I had uh, a little bit of wine here and there just uh, occasionally for either, uh, like, uh, to help out with my appetite, which, fun fact, that shit works. Um, I uh, will forever be ungrateful to my aunt for that one because she's like, oh, you, you don't eat enough. Here, take some wine. It's good for the stomach. And I'm like, okay, great. She wasn't Russian, by the way. I'm just doing it. <laughs> oh, I was like, okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, like, growing up, uh, did that to uh, – be like an appetite inducer damp it didn't work but yeah just didn't drink the whole time uh just again never saw a, a benefit or a need or a desire and couldn't get it myself and didn't know anybody that was much older to get it so so you would drink she wanted you to drink wine to increase your appetite yeah but i was like a little huh. it would be like a little teaspoon of wine that was really my only experience until college and in college again my first beer was uh with raj it was uh lukewarm beast oh, oh god milwaukee's yeah. best yeah buddy was it the yeah. beast beast light or just best dude it, it wasn't <laughs> best it wasn't what it, it was i just i remember roger being like here try a cup of this it's like did what is this? And he's like, it tastes worse than it smells. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> now, I remember we used to run through those. Like, they had 30 packs there for a while. They might still do. Yep. I don't know. We would run through oh, those in beer pong and yeah, whatnot. The old up and down. 
people have taken that to an art form too. Now they're um, doing beer pong where they're like launching multiple balls, knocking balls off to each other, and like they're really elevating the game. So that stuff. And, so way different than what we used to do in college. Yeah, we're like, oh, we're just gonna put the ball in the cup, and now they're like, oh, okay, we're gonna throw it behind the back, throw one ball off the other, see if we can trick shot it in while getting it off the wall. I mean, maybe we do the off the wall, the bounces, the trick shots, and stuff a little bit, but these are people that are refining their craft. Yeah, I did, I almost thought it kind of was almost a dead sport that it seems like not many students were playing it now. That uh, I don't know what it's, I'm what I'm looking for here. It seems like the, the older, yeah, this kind of grow old. I guess is what I was trying to say because it seems like it was the the go to game in college for us. Yeah, I think. It, but it seems like now it's just icing and mad dogging and. Oh God! Uh, I was introduced to icing way after college. I walked into uh, my buddy's house and he's like, uh, "Here's nice." I was like, "Well." thanks but i don't want to drink it. it's like no you have to take a knee and drink it now i said what he's like yeah you just got iced i said that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard but sure I'll, i'm here to drink so, yeah again, so take a knee and just promise. turn it up just so but the same guy when the icing thing uh was first starting out uh, apparently if you have a smirnoff ice on you then uh they have to figure oh you got iced you're like nope uh, then they have to chug and you don't. Well, my buddy's a dick, and he carried a warm deuce deuce of Smirnoff ice, went to a party where he knew the guy was icing people. And uh, the guy's like, you got ice? He's like, no. Nope. Pulled that big thing out. Dude was chugging it, and he's just like, oh, God, why is it warm? He's like, yep, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Rude but good. Rude but good. I like that. So, yeah. do you think if uh, you had been introduced earlier to alcohol in high school, you would have known how to drink in college? So you wouldn't get hammered drunk and puke all over yourself, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because yeah, it seems uh, like absolutely. that was one of my stories, is that I never knew how to drink except just drink as much as you could and be the cool guy and show everybody how tough you are and puke all over yourself and wake up for <laughs> it. Horrible the next day, which is not really the best way of doing it. Uh, no, not at all. I don't don't recommend it a bit. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I think having exposure early on and not having the American stigma of, oh, you can't touch alcohol. It's perfectly fine to go into the military at 18, but you can't drink until you're 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, it was a comedian. It it may have been the uh, – oh, who's the uh, Lewis? Uh, Lewis C.K.? Yeah. It might have been Lewis C.K. that said that, but um, he had a shtick about – it was him or somebody else. had a shtick where basically like talking about women who were getting into the porn industry. And he's like, you are – at the age of 18, you can go into the military. Women can do porn. It's like they can be you know, hammered out by like 10 or 12 guys and have it filmed and put on in front of you know their friends and family and loved ones for uh, a few hundred dollars. And afterwards, she can't even go to the bar and have a drink. And if there's anybody that deserves a drink after <laughs> that, it would be her. <laughs> and I was like, that's a fair point. That's I, fair I do point. agree. I do agree. We, we have some dumb shit laws in this country. And, you know, every time people complain about a law being stupid, they pass three more and be like, yeah, hold my beer. Yeah. Let me show you something I'm not experienced with and that I got into this position just on a popularity contest and let me pass something I have no idea about. And 
and didn't read. Yeah. The um, I remember the Affordable Health Care Act, I think, was the largest bill that had been placed in front of Congress at the time. And that was at the time. It was over a thousand pages. Just recent? didn't read it. Uh, no, no, this was back when the Affordable Health Care first came out. It was a thousand pages during the oh. Obama administration. Okay. So a few years and, ago. Uh, and um, it was over a thousand pages, and some senators were like, we don't have time to read it. And they would also say, well, we can't know the full effects until we pass it. And it's like, like let me get this straight. You have one job. You're telling us you're not going to do the job, and then you're not even going to know what you've done until after you've done it. And, and at the time, again, it was the largest paper bill that had been pushed at 1,000 pages. Now they're passing two, 3,000-page bills, and the idea is that whoever writes will do a synopsis and then report in basically like, okay, I wrote 500 pages. Here's a two-page doc or whatever on it if they get briefed at all. And then they're like, okay, it seems like a good idea or not. But you, you're just pumping out so much paperwork at that point that you know, you're not really flowing up correct information. And you can you know, sneak in a few you know, million, billion dollars here and there, and then it'll, uh, it'll be fun stuff. Then we get to pay for it in taxes. So the people that are pumping out these papers, they usually they have some background, some politicians, or not, do you so, think? Or is it just So a lot of the interns and the people that are working for the politicians will have legal experience or uh, you know, a background hopefully in being an SME for what the information is that they're talking about. I'm actually looking up uh, speaking of dipshit laws, uh, trying to find the new uh, tax laws and how many are passed. I know that we had, I think it's like 20 new tax laws or something. Could be. I don't know. I don't, I'm not an expert in any of this. So, new U.S. taxes. Yeah, folks, he's looking up tax laws right now. Yeah. I don't, don't want to give any dead ends. air. Um, <laughs> so, the, um, I'm just trying to see how the, uh, the tax rate changes, but it's, it's the point of we're getting so many people passing so many laws at such a rate and speed that you can't even keep up with it. And you're trying to get a synopsis of these things going through, but it's, it's irresponsible. I had a friend last night. He's on the, uh, the police force in Christiansburg, and he was telling me now that it's almost basically impossible. I forgot when the new law was going to affect or whatever he was talking about, but almost impossible to pull somebody over. Like for an inspection tag, it would almost, I think he said either three months and a day before they can actually pull you over just to say, oh, you're out of date by three months or what. Hmm. And there was something else about headlights. And I was like, what the fuck? I mean, what, why, why do you even try anymore? Well, it, again, you have all these laws and it's like, well, you, you can enforce them, but you shouldn't enforce that one. And you need to be careful about the tags. And it's, Again, there's so many laws that you don't even know of or aware of, and police do continuing education just to be caught up on this stuff. And I feel for them. You know, it's uh, it's not a a good job, often thankless. And I just couldn't uh, couldn't imagine being like, okay, I'm going to go into a situation where uh, I'm going to have angry people at me, and they're going to be, you know. I'm going to tell them what to do. They don't want to listen to me, and I may have to, uh, you know, threaten them with violence in order to do it. Yeah, I mean that's wow. all. 
Well, I mean, what else can you do? And then right now, if you do threaten with anything with violence, you're the asshole and you're the bad guy. And and you're you're uh, trying to protect the law and serve. And yeah, and there's plenty of dipshit cops out there. I mean, they're like any other profession. And my dad was a retired police officer, and I know that you know he he worked with great guys and less than great guys. Oh, your dad was a cop. Yeah, I didn't know that. Twenty years as a county bounty which was uh, ironic because he was not the sheriff of the county next door, but they had the same name. So people were like, oh, you're, uh, you're this guy's son. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, um, isn't he the sheriff? I said, uh, you're thinking of the other one. <laughs> never, never got me out any tickets, though, so that sucks. So that he was a sheriff? Uh, no, my, my dad was a county bounty, and the sheriff of Sullivan County in Tennessee had the same name. And that was fun. Okay. There, yeah. I'm with you. I'm, so when you say county bounty, like county police? Yep. I'm not sure if I know the difference. Because I know we have, like in RAF, we have the city, we have RUPD, right. and then there's also a sheriff's also in like Fairlawn, yeah. right across the line. So the sheriff's office in Fairlawn is, I think, the county of... Uh, Pulaski? Know, what is Radford in? It might be Pulaski No, county. yeah, Radford City... Is it, on, is it on a county? You have Redford City, Pulaski County, and then they all have like overlapping jurisdictions and some like of their own stuff. But yeah, you have city cops, county cops, state cops, federal cops, uh, U.S. Marshals, game wardens, which have uh, the most authority, mm-hmm. funny enough. And uh, yeah, tons, tons of laws, tons of people trying to keep Oh, and, and speaking of game wardens, that was another new law coming into effect. He was talking about that... Um, to get a, if you want to go kayaking, you have to get a license. What? Yeah, that's actually good to know because the yeah. <laughs> lady loves to kayak. Yeah, so and they do that. and so if you get a kayaking license and a fishing license is the same thing, but if you get one or the other, one is more expensive. I could be butchering this, and I'm pretty sure I am, but it's almost it's just better off to get the fishing and kayaking license at the same time. That way, that's in uh, Virginia. Uh yes. Yeah, let me look at this. Virginia kayaking laws. Um, it's a whole new expression to I'm on a boat. But uh, there we go. Yeah, I found so I found the new uh, – I'll send you the link. You can post it in the video after. I will. I found some of the new taxes that uh, are for this year as well as uh, I'm pulling up the – Taxes for Virginia, or not the uh, taxes of Virginia, cacking laws. That is crazy. My happy derriere didn't realize that he had to do that. Motorized kayaking agent. They put motors on those things now? I thought that was just a boat. You can put a motor on a kayak? Apparently. But there's a law for it. It's like, you actually can't put one on there, but we passed a dipshit law in case some drunk redneck decided to have a good time with a motor and a can do attitude on a kayak. <laughs> You're innovative. I used to see these builds you can, or not builds, these boats you can build. And they're little small things that sits one person, but six, seven hundred dollars you could take one and go floating down the river on it. Had a little motor on it. Wear a little captain name, hat. That's it. Name it. <laughs> name it the uh, the uh, SS Enterprise for Sheeler Select. Yeah, Sheeler Select Enterprise coming down New River. Boom. Having a, 
with a beer in one hand, a spyglass in the other, and a fancy hat. I like the spyglass and a fancy hat. I don't know if the beer in one hand would work out too well, but. Yeah, well, uh, we'll work on it. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. We'll figure something out for it. Maybe the next venture. Yep. New hobbies and see where that takes me. But, um, so what's going on with the job? Anything new with the government or anything contract-wise we should know about? Or? No, uh, nothing uh, at my, my low level. I didn't get told anything. No. So it's I was wondering, there's... since we had new administration in the White House, if anything has changed on your end. And Not much. I mean, a lot of the care and feeding for most contracts – they go through as long as they're not a hot button item such as uh, border security and the fencing mm-hmm. uh, that was immediately canceled so if you're doing uh pipeline work that's always a administrative change so typically during a republican regime pipeline work will be going on and uh, the guys will you know be doing the work getting paid well and they're trying to put in as much pipe as they can quick jokes not intended but uh <laughs> Yeah, they're they're laying that pipe, but once uh, a new administration comes in and they're like, we're going to cancel the work, such as the pipeline, then uh, immediately those jobs are out and they're looking for new work. But if you're if you're doing a lot of the uh, the standard, um, you know, de- defense contracts, which will work with uh, embassies, bases, things like that, there's always work going on, even when the budget goes up and down. Okay. So, so is it just a- getting uh, defense contracts just. Preparing for defenses as far as those contracts or new innovations oh, uh, or technology or all the above. A- any really insight on that? Um, I mean, it, there's tons of contracts. As a matter of fact, let me see where the uh, government contracting site is. Tell us. So the government contracts forbid, and you can see this top defense, GovCons. Um, let's see here. I'll send that link out to you. Uh, actually, I don't want that one. That's an ad. I want to see if I can find the actual. There we go, governmentbids.com. Um, and you can see some of the government contracts that are going on. But most, again, administrative contracts, uh, they continue to go on regardless. Or most contracts go on regardless of the administration because there's there's overlap and they have periods of performance. You know, like, oh, we're going to do this for a year, five years, et cetera. And the work will continue. Just through manufacturers and just, like you said, the contracts will keep going and just depend on which branch of whatever they're looking for, like yep. as far as products and what we're trying to yeah. improve. Or, I mean, everything from trying to put a security camera on a room to, you know, how do we improve the software on a new jet to um, how do we better um, organize the shipping for a contract to, uh, you know, deliver material faster and better. Uh, I mean, there's uh, contracts just to be able to supply power to these uh, forward operating bases in uh, other countries to set up uh, either semi-permanent or permanent structures, temporary. I mean, there's all of the things that the uh, industrial complex have been uh, putting together. It requires a lot of paperwork, a lot of hands, and a lot of moving pieces and parts and it's not going to stop because uh one person did or did not get elected hmm. well kind of going what you said right there i didn't never speaking of in today's times i didn't realize texas had their own power grid for some reason their own, 
Uh, let's see here. Texas has their own power grid. They're the only state that still holds the right to secede from the union. Correct. And that's the reason they got their own power grid. Uh-huh. And I didn't, for whenever, the, you know, the snow apocalypse or whatever you want to call it just happened <laughs> yesterday or a couple of days ago. I didn't ever realize any of that. Had no idea they had their own power grid. I did know they have talked about before about succeeding from the uh, USA, but I just, I guess I just thought it was just hearsay or urban legends, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, there's there's nobody that's pushing for it to say, oh, we we need to go. But it's uh, it's an interesting concept that they can, and they try to be extremely self sufficient uh, from again a power perspective. California continues to say that they're going to take all the tech jobs and leave and. Then Arizona's like, if you keep running that mouth, we're going to raise your power uh, prices. And they're like, okay, we're sorry. We're sorry. So you think California's a hurting state right now? Uh, no. I just know that from a power supply standpoint, Arizona gives them most of their electricity. See, I didn't realize that either. I had no idea about power grids and giving electricity and selling electricity from like AEP or whatever. Yeah, well, so AEP is uh, Virginia. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I just heard of us selling, or they sell electricity to the city of Radford, which I don't know yeah. if that's accurate. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to buy. So private companies, I don't think we have a U.S. government power dealer that creates power and distributes it. Um, who manages power for Arizona? Yeah, see, all and, that uh, stuff is pretty new to me. It's APS, Arizona Public Service Company. and Ooh, a couple others. Let's see here. Yeah, state power profile. We'll use that one in the link. But it'll show you like where the power companies are, who's doing it. That's just for the state of Arizona. But yeah, they're, they're pumping it out and people are buying it up and there's no shortage of, you know, uh, electronic and power needs, especially now with everybody working from home. And, you know, the, it used to be a bigger centralization, people going in, working in the offices to do that. But now you've got, you know, people working from home and the power grid needs to be, you know, more robust to keep up with it, even though I guess it doesn't have to be because it's still people on a computer, just locations change. But Correct. you want to you want to make sure that it's uh, flowing and going. Well, so you're in uh, North Carolina, correct? Uh, right now I'm in the old Berg, Burg. Oh, but, I thought uh, you were in Winston-Salem yeah, last time I talked to you. I was. I'll be there tomorrow. Okay. Well, this is one thing I was going to ask you. You're talking about the power grids and states. Um, Elon Musk was talking about Austin, Texas, is the next boomtown of this century, is generation. Is that where he moved to? Uh, he moved Tesla's. Yeah, he's moving Tesla out to Austin. It's going to be near the airport out there. Yeah, because uh, they moved out uh, – Tesla will move its HQ to Texas, Nevada immediately. Um, yeah, because he wants to get out of California because the taxes are high. And also with him producing, so they do solar panels. Uh, they do a lot of work for, um, well, in Puerto Rico right now, I think that's where they're making their solar panels. Uh, but Texas, of course, they would be closer to the power grid as well as being able to leverage shipping costs if they wanted to ship out to Nevada, Arizona, and it'd probably be the same as California, but still, you're looking at being more on the backbone and able to supply power to the east as well as California and the west. And people are people are leaving California, and they just 
Yeah, they're getting the hell the out of the city. weather's great. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the uh, the earthquake to come and make it an island. I'm not looking forward to it, and I hope it doesn't Oh, you know, what what is uh, San, what is that movie? For actually, San Andreas. San Andreas, there we go. God, yeah. that was such a shit movie. <laughs> With The Rock? I like The Rock. They either put him in really good movies and tell him not to act, or they put him in really bad movies and say, have fun. <laughs> what do you think about him being president? And I think there was talks about him That's actually <laughs> saying, "Hey, I would do it." I mean, there literally couldn't be any worse. So, what? Um, I mean, we had <laughs> we we've had some really terrible choices of presidents, and nobody seems to call the establishment out and say, "Hey, um, you keep giving us a shit sandwich or a cat shit or a dog shit sandwich. Why are you?" Uh, why are you doing this? And they're like, well, you're going to, you're going to eat one of the sandwiches. So pony up to the table and come hungry. And the American public's like, we're not going to come hungry. And then every election year, it's like, well, we ate, we didn't like it, but you know, here we are. So do you think he would, shit. he would probably make an okay president or he'd be fine. It's just, I mean, it's, well, I mean, he, he's got the, uh, the charisma to be able to be an eloquent speaker. Well, that's for damn sure. To... I agree with that 100%. He can talk and he sounds pretty, inte- well, halfway intelligent when he talks on his Instagram and stuff. And Yeah. I mean, I don't know about his political views, but. I don't either. And that's uh, a large part of the president will come in and say, these are my political views and this is what I'll do. And then they'll come in and they may or may not do it. And again, yeah, there, we've had worse options. Well, going off that, what do you think about the heat off uh, every news station? Is almost their ratings are down because they're not talking about Trump anymore, and they don't really have anything to make fun of. So they're just I mean, they, kind of struggling they right Joe now. Biden. Joe Biden is hilarious. He is the liberal Bush, and <laughs> every time that dude talks is it's a privilege to hear his ramblings because you couldn't make that shit up. I mean, he was let's see here. Rambling, like you don't have to even talk about the fact that he uh, is 100% going to destroy COVID because anything that could risk him and his sense of smell, he won't have it. He uh, enjoys sniffing the people. But I mean, Joe Biden gaffs all the time. And the news media, for whatever reason, don't want to cover it. And it's a shame because this dude truly, truly just eats, I mean, eats foot all day long um let's see here i just think it's interesting that it's almost everyone's gotten bored with politics now and i know nobody cares you know almost anything that fires hatred in people it's gone down low which i i don't have any problem with at all but it's almost every news station is like what are we what are we going to do what are we going to talk about how do we keep people interested in politics or something that fuels fire. Yeah. Well, again, it doesn't sell, uh, fear and anger sell toilet paper and they're, you know, they're trying to make, you know, this healing time or whatever is the, uh, the real machinations mm-hmm. of like, Oh, you know, we're, we're a better America now. And I'm like, uh, we're still America. Uh, one, one person got elected, one person didn't and another person, um, didn't even get as much as the uh, person prior to them in their election. I was really hoping to see uh, at least 5% for a third party because they get federal funding at 5%. Uh, 
Um, For a third party? I didn't know that. So to be recognized as a third party, I'm trying. the criteria for recognition is low. But to get federal funding, which is really what steps up your game, you have to get 5% or more in a election. So the federal presidency election for oh, the Libertarian Party, of course, uh, they had gotten uh, a percent more higher than they did in the Trump-Clinton uh, election. They would have gotten it because uh, I think uh, Gary Johnson was at 4-3 or something. So they were close. And then uh, Joe Jorgensen. Uh, got 1.9 percent and it's like people people came out in droves and voted a hard blue or a hard red do you think there should be a third party absolutely i I read something trump is trying to start one and it's going to be the patriot party which i don't think this will ever go over too well with anybody but i kind of agree though that there should almost be a third party too yeah it, it keeps the uh one party establishment and their two flavors um, decentralized in power enough where they actually have to try to do a decent job as opposed to when Nancy Pelosi decided to be great to buy uh, is either a million dollars in shares or a million shares of Tesla right before the government awarded them a contract. Because remember, insider trading is fun if you're a senator and it's not considered uh, something that you can be put on trial for. It's the only senator's of congressmen and um, president and vice president are the only people that can do insider trading uh, legally. So they can know that they're getting ready to award a huge contract. And that's how a lot of these people make their you know millions and millions of dollars. It's like Nancy Pelosi, uh, we'll use her. And then uh, probably uh, let's talk about Ted Cruz for a minute. That was super <laughs> fun. Cruz, Cruz was going for a cruise until somebody found him. Yeah, it's so like, easy uh, just to... You can't even go to Cancun anymore without somebody knowing it, huh? Is yeah, that where do you get Cabo or Cancun? Cancun? Ah, one of the two. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Dude said later. He's like, I'm out, and then he's like, Well, you know, I wanted to go because the uh, the girls, because he has some kids. He's like, Hey, I'm uh, I'm gonna escort them down there, and I was like, Man, this is uh, this is fun. Did this you is, see? Uh, um, leaving the bad area. Did you see? Uh, I, th- I can't remember if it was Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, but they did a little uh, skit of them, and where the the rover landed on Mars, and they found, and then they had a random, I guess, Photoshop Tan Cruz in on Mars. Like, oh, you're here too? Hey, <laughs> I got little <laughs> dudes everywhere. I got a little chuckle out of it. <laughs> wow, so he he's worth a paltry three million dollars. So three mil, and then yeah, and that ain't then, much. Uh, nah, I mean not for. Uh, what those guys make. <clears throat> Let me see her net worth. You look at Nancy's net worth? Yeah. Okay. So, ooh, she's a, a ranked U.S. States Congress by wealth. Eh, ridiculous. I thought she was worth more. It's only $114 million. Yeah. That's uh, ridiculously $114 million. Yeah. You make... Uh, I'm trying to figure out that math again if you make uh, under 200k a year and you have expenses how many years you'd have to work to be worth a hundred million dollars help me out here what's it like well two times five is one million yeah so five she needs a hundred so 500 years Hmm. if she doesn't have any expenses yeah that makes sense (laughs) just a simple lifetime no big deal yeah 
couple couple years. But uh, it'd be interesting to see Trump do a third party. I think that there would be there would be enough interest from some of the Republican Party that feels disenfranchised, anyways, that they would uh, they would push over the five percent and again become a recognizable party. And he would be the same age Joe Biden is now at that point. So Joe Biden got elected at 78. I thought Joe was younger than 78. I could be wrong. I probably am wrong, but damn. He was, no, he's been in politics for 50 years. He'll, he'll crush the 50-year uh, mark either this year or next. 80. He's a miser. Man, you're just waiting It'll be for 82. Him. Hmm. Yeah. Fun stuff. It's, uh, it's all politics. So it's, any more words of George Carlin? It's all shit. It's all bad for you. It's all shit. It's all bad for you. Yep. I like that one. There, I'll, I'll pop that in. You can see the congressional network of uh, all the people and how they rank. Again, was uh, a little disappointed. She's only seven. Now I got to see who uh, number one is. Wow. Wow. Um, representing Virginia, Mr. Mark Warner. Let's go, Mark. Two, $214 million. Oh, that's not bad. Then, uh, dude, that's uh, that's making that money work for you. Yeah, I'd say. Um, let's see here. Uh, then Montana, Michigan, Florida, New York is number five. Six is also Virginia. He's in the House. So, uh, yeah, Mark Warner's actually the uh, – he's in the Senate. Then the next six down to through Pelosi are on uh, the House – and then uh, number eight's back in the Senate. So you got more House members knocking it out than uh, Senate members, apparently. Good for them. And here, people look down on them because there's uh, more of them than senators. Hmm. They're too busy making that money to worry about prestige, right? Well, if I had $214 million. I mean, $79 million for uh, number 10 in Michigan. What? So what is that? Uh, it's less than 500 years. What's the lowest? Lowest? Let's see here. The absolute lowest you're, you're looking at. Uh, on, a, on a roster of 50 people, we have Delaware's house member uh, worth $10.7 Oh, so they're selling to millions. That's not bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, top, top 50. 10.7 10, is the, the low bar to beat. Hmm. It's interesting. Good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. For sure. But anyway, John, I know I think we've been going over a little 30 minutes here, and I know you're not feeling too well tonight. So, again, the uh, the tea and the water are helping, but uh, I'll need a good night's sleep to get right with Yeah, the to get, recover back. But anyway, um, such short notice, uh, appreciate you coming on and all that good yeah. stuff and giving me a little, little insight. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Likewise, buddy. And uh, we'll chat soon again. All right. Yeah, we'll get you on here. Maybe talk a little longer and get some more insights on the stock market or something. Maybe uh, you sent me something earlier with uh, GameStop round two. Oh, dude. uh, People people really hit that hard. And I I got into the hype. Got a few GME stocks. uh, Bought bought some, sold some. I think I made like $2. But uh, just to kind of be a part of it, see how it was going and see if there was anything to really kind of the stock markets or stock market setting its own price point for stocks, which are ultimately it's just uh, complicated gambling and betting. 
yeah, it's almost just a gambling addiction, almost. And a lot of people who uh, who do gain from the stock market are actually from other people's losses. Is what I've been trying to read up more on it here in the past few weeks since obviously GameStop just took off ridiculously. Right. It's like, oh, maybe Diamond I can make a couple maybe. thousand on this, but might be too late to the party. But it was uh, it was up to almost four hundred, and uh, then it dropped like it went from two dollars a share. Then it jumped up to 50, and then people just started hammering it. And it jumped up way higher. And uh, again, it almost, uh, I think it was like 360, maybe something in that neighborhood. Yeah, I know it got close to 400 or right at it. It may have went to 400. Yeah. I'm not 100%. And then uh, it got dropped. But yeah, I read an actual few people actually bought a house and they actually made some serious money on it who got in. Yeah. And other people you got probably. In early. Yeah, some people may have lost their ass, but. Yeah, that's part of the game. Like we said, it's a gambling addiction. It could be a gambling addiction. I don't know. Yeah, well, you you watch your uh, investments go up and go down. You know, I did Robinhood. I'm looking at a couple other apps also to uh, figure it out. I think E Trade now is trying to do a similar. Uh, e Trade. I, I know a lot of people jumped on that Weeble. Weeble is uh, one of those. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do I have that one? I don't have that one on my phone, but yeah, and. What people are finding out, and I think I mentioned this in the earlier episode, the black gold is no longer oil. It's data. And Robinhood makes money from selling data of when people buy, what they buy, what they're looking at. And that's where they're like, we'll let you trade for free. We'll eat the cost of the trading and everything. It's like, because we're making a shitload of money selling your data. And when you read through the user agreement, because everybody takes uh, their sweet time and diligent effort to make sure that every single piece that they're given away in those user agreements is uh, known to them. Uh, AKA, so to, to, to agree. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're collecting your data and they're selling it and people are, you know, building algorithms and platforms to see how they can uh, better make money off of your dollar. Exactly. Whatever people are doing or whatever they're looking at, they're, that was the whole point of maybe social media and just in general. Yeah. I mean, doesn't you know? Reminds me of a book. I mean, we're kind of going up. I know I already said we're going to end this, or whatever. But uh, "Irresistible" by Adam Alter, and he talks about algorithms and how actual people who actually designed uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram—they didn't let their students or not students, kids, uh, yeah, kid, kids actually use the platform just because they knew how addicting it was. It works uh, off a of similar. I can't remember. I might have mentioned this in a chat if not uh the skinner box and modern gaming as well as social media works off of the skinner box what is the skinner box i don't think i've heard you mention this so skinner box uh there it's called operate conditioning chamber and uh, again i'll i'll do a link to this one so i actually did this as a college paper because it's one of the cooler things uh that i found out about and you've heard of games like Candy Crush, Farmville. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did talk about Candy Crush in that book, about how so addicting it was. So what the Skinner box is, is they they took a box and put a rat in the box. And they're like, okay, uh, we want to get the rat to push a button. And they put a button in there. And when the rat pushed the button, the rat got food. And the rat would push the button, and it would eat. And when it was full, it would stop pushing the button. And they're like, okay, how can we make the rat push the button more. And so they hooked it up to um, either like uh, some sort of drug. And they're like, okay, whenever it would push the button, 
then it would get a little bit of the drug, either into the brain or whatever. And so the rat would push the button and push the button until it died. And they're like, well, we don't want a dead rat. So how do we get the rat to push the button, but, you know, at a rate that we want to control? So what they did is they set up a frequency on the button. So you push the button once and the rat would get food or drug or whatever, but then it had to push the button twice to get the same experience. And then they had to push the button four times and then eight times. This is again what video games, especially freemium, are built off of because they're like, hey, you won't have to push the button as much if you pay us money. And you get hundreds of dollars of being spent on uh, gotcha games, things like that. You know, Farmville, it's like you want to grow your crops faster. Uh, then, of course, speaking of, and I like using Farmville because they have the punishment system that was also implemented by Skinner. And it's like, okay, we want the rat to push the button at least every so often. So they took the cage floor and electrified it, and it would send out a shock every minute or two. But if the rat pushed the button, it reset the timer. So through positive and negative reinforcement, aka operative conditioning or operant conditioning, uh, it would allow them to say, okay, you're going to push the button so many times to get your reward. And we're going to also force you to push the button or you'll be punished. And I mean, modern platforms are based on that operant conditioning theory and it works. It works well. The media has been doing it for some time and that's why it's like, Oh, it's boring. It's because people have been pushed into a, a corner where it's like, okay, we, we're no longer caring enough about the punishment, a lack of knowledge to turn on the news. So it's uh, it's something fun to look into it's the last link I posted. And uh, on that note, I'm going to get some work done. Of course. Speaking of punishment. Yeah. I'll tag all those links in the video and all that good stuff. Kind of like last time, but again, Appreciate you being here. Appreciate your insights and all that good stuff. Hey, always a pleasure, man. Always. All right, John, man. All right. Well, hope you feel better. Get some work done. and Working water, man. Uh, Working water. <laughs> Working water, baby. Stay hydrated. All right. Good news and good night, world. Good night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.